Just like Jujubee, I like long walks on the beach, big dicks, and fried chicken. It's Condé Nasty. And like the Gideon Bible, you'll also find me for free in every hotel room around the country. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? Uh, hanging in there. You know, I have 64 ounces of iced coffee, so I'll be okay. <laughs> nice. I, I have an aunt who had been not doing very well for a while, and she passed away earlier this week, so I went to her funeral yesterday. Yeah. And it was, um, thank you, I appreciate that. It is one of those situations where it's both a blessing and a curse because she was sort of gone already and she had lost such control of her faculties. She, mm. she died of Huntington's. Um, yeah. So, but it was the first of this phase of quarantine funeral being held, I think, at the church and the first round of them at the cemetery. And so it was interesting because I have not been to any funerals during quarantine. And from what I understood, they were like drive-by waving moments. Um, and this was there was a social distancing mass it was the first they held at that church my husband and i did not attend because we are not practicing catholics and we knew it would be full given the size of my massive irish catholic family um and then i don't know what you call it but um at holy sepulcher church or at holy sepulcher cemetery on the south side they have what i will call a gazebo pagan like place of worship that is outdoor and feels very um like you could film a sci-fi movie there uh, where we all sort of were able to socially distance while gathering around the grave and saying things. Um, and so it was um, it was an odd experience. It was pleasant. I am Irish Catholic, so, you know, funerals are our greatest celebration of life as a people. Um, but it was it was odd because there were restrictions and it could not be what it normally would have been. But I was so aware that a week ago it would have been me literally driving by my cousin's house and waving in a suit and then driving home that I was grateful for the little bit of interaction I was yeah. able to have. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an odd experience. It was a, And it felt like such a, a moment in time because this was my aunt who was wild. Like, this was my aunt who would, like, blaze through Vegas at least four times a year who brought that energy with her chain smoking and all everywhere she went just a zest for life that could not be beat so um yeah it was it was a it was a good experience overall um but anyways with that um we do have a transitioning off of that topic uh, um we do have a guest this week to discuss drag race with us please welcome our dear friend and frequent contributor she's the 90s heroine who had nothing to do with kate moss's figure Please welcome Buffy Cummers. Hi. Hey. Uh, I wanted to start start by saying I'm so sorry. I had no idea uh, about your end. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I, 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 I too am happy that you were able to pay tribute in a more, I guess, satisfying way. Yeah. Than you, like you said, you would have been able to even a week ago. For sure. It, and it felt like... This is not the normal experience. The normal experience would involve Jameson and us up until two in the morning, um, given my family. But it was still able to be something of substance that commemorated her life. And it was odd because it did feel like this is different than it would be, but it's still something. And I just felt grateful that it could be something. Um, 
So, yeah. Totally, yeah. Anyways, I just was casually sharing a story about my week and didn't think about how awkward it might be for us to transition out of that. So, um... Huh, Not a problem. We are here to talk about life. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's it's it is very strange figuring out how to navigate phase three. I don't know if y'all are having that experience also. Yeah, I'm like one phase behind perpetually. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was also I, one phase ahead because I had had a history of asthmatic bronchitis, and I've since done medical reading. But earlier, I thought I was way more. A member of a susceptible population than I believe I am now so I was sort of self-quarantining for like three or four weeks before and I have reached a point where like I can't keep doing what I am doing for my mental health like the level of isolation I've been engaging in and so I'm at a point where it's like but I but I have been very good like I've been so good but I, I cannot continue to be this good and not be outside like I I need to social distance, but I also need to like get sunlight and see human beings. Is where I think I'm we at. had a similar trajectory. I I was also very like I, I basically just saw my roommate. I just saw and, and and his boyfriend, and that was basically it. Like maybe a couple social distance walks with, you know, one or two friends. But other than that, really saying no to all plans. And it was like you know definitely starting to weigh on me definitely starting to like it's so weird like feeling guilty for saying no to plans during a global pandemic but it just it definitely was happening and uh yeah so i i went to like a a patio for lunch for the first time yesterday and i was like it was very strange it was a shit ton of fun we had an absolute blast but it was very like this like drunk girl came up to us and like all three of us like just like recoiled from her like oh, yeah, absolute absolute terror I like, what bet. is she doing yeah <laughs> when somebody steps near me in a grocery line the look i give them is like, oh yeah violent like, oh my god is... i have almost committed like 14 murders in the last month when someone's coming down the aisle in the wrong direction like there are big fucking arrows you fucking moron um, I, yeah, yeah. I went to the beach with a couple of friends uh, this week. We got takeout and socially distanced at the beach, and it was great and it was terrible. It was lovely weather. It was lovely to hang out. It was difficult because all of the gays and speedos were out already in their little like social pods. <sighs> oh my! Oh my god! It was <laughs> that is like what I need. I'm like I'm like Hersley. You're staring. Stop staring. It's rude. <laughs> I'm like I had this angle on this guy like right up his legs and i'm like the last the only crack i've seen in the last three months is the one on top of the pound cake i made and i forgot how beautiful that one was uh just ridiculous and i was like i was do it was weird because i was doing okay by myself i can i i'm a self-soother i can read a long book forever and then going outside was like oh this is nice and then i'm being reminded of what i'm still not getting yeah Mm -hmm. oh boy i i I've said this before, and I mean it. Once we're actually allowed to not have to socially distance, it is going to be the set of Caligula on that fucking beach, and no one's going to be able to stop it. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm so excited to move in time. <laughs> oh, God. I, I played Settler, Settlers of Catan last night with, like, two sets of couples, Ugh. and I'm, like, the lone person who has had zero dick 
like this entire quarantine and like they they kept making like you know wood jokes because like that's one of the resources or whatever and finally i just fully snapped and it was like no more fucking dick jokes you dick privileged bitches i can't <laughs> take it anymore <laughs> like as somebody in quarantine i feel like the weird like what are we doing with food earlier in quarantine i feel like this was more of an issue now people are going to grocery stores and they seem sufficiently stocked but I felt like early in quarantine, it was like there'd be a week where I was like able to pretty much make like an insane amount of like sauteed spinach and roast Brussels sprouts. So my fiber was good and I was having sex a lot. And then there'd be weeks <laughs> where it's like we're eating on dry, dry food stuffs, nothing but dry food stuffs. No amount of douching in the world will make this like doable. Um, but no, I, I get you and I agree. I mean, I, I get you, but I'm, I also sympathize, but I do... There is, like, a weird, I miss being in a gay space. I miss, yeah. like, a gay beach where there's scantily clad men. I miss the smell of men in a crowded locker room like nothing. <laughs> um, which really shows you where my priorities are. Right where they should be. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, you know, I'm, I haven't been sleeping well this w- week, and I think I figured it out. I need a man on top of me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, totally. I like, I, I mean, I know this is like old news, but I'm very like happy that the CDC came out with, you know, saying glory holes are CDC compliant. I'm like, <laughs> Hersula, oh. did you not hear this? <laughs> no, I had not heard that the CDC had opined on glory holes. Yeah, they like like the, they I think the official statement was like, you know, when it comes to sex, if you like need to have it, try getting kinky with it. Like perhaps a wall, perhaps a barrier in between you. Was it the CDC or was it the New York Office of that Public Health? That was the Health? New York, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the New York, New York Office of Public, Public Health. Health that was like Yeah. It, and it was very like in celebrating pride and it was very like glory holes are actually great if you're going to engage in sex in a social distancing world. Like it was said tactfully but it was clearly like glory holes if you're fucking during pride yeah they were pretending that they didn't already know that this like you know existed no i mean it it does make me feel better all the stuff i've read about outdoor activities like there doesn't seem to be a spike from the protest so Folsom is probably fine you know (laughs) (laughs) but i like definitely after reading that i definitely pictured myself getting like a big like plywood board like cutting a hole in the center of it and like putting like backpack straps on it and just like walking around the city and being like CDC compliant cocksucker here. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, That's where I'm at. You know, love you. I love, I love the realism you bring to our podcast. Necess- necessity is the mother of invention, you know, truly, truly. <laughs> yes. Um, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to reaching a place where it does feel like hospitals are sufficient and herd immunity levels are high enough that it is no longer like, I have to do this. Like, I just need to be somebody who washes their hands frequently. Do you know what I mean? Like, I am in a place where I'm like, I can't wait till it doesn't feel irresponsible to live. Totally. No, I, I, I've, I've been reading something. I think it was Denmark. Denmark's usually pretty good on this. They recommended, like, basically promoting one of your friends with benefits to, like, a co-quarantine person. Oh, yeah. They were very explicit totally. early on that, like, a uh, official sex buddy is, like, a good idea so that you can sustain this. Which Americans would never say, but I say. Like, all the gays on Grindr, find someone where it worked yeah. and, like, stick with that guy. Like... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to comb through my Rolodex and uh... 
And it doesn't need to become a relationship. It doesn't. It can be it, a exactly. quarantine ship. No. In fact, it um, shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with all of that banter, let's get into RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5, Episode 3, Get a Room. So, Ooh, yeah. transition. Thank you. So, <laughs> Buffy, what are you thinking of this season of All Stars so far? I hate it. I'm so fucking bored. I, I just, know. I can't stand I it. Like, I, it's... I, God, even last week, like, in, I mean, Shay aside, I absolutely loved her runway, um, and her performance, but like, God, that runway was mostly boring as shit. That song, like, when I realized that they were going to have to say, like, I'm in love with nine fucking times, I like almost died. I was like, there has to be a smarter way to do this challenge. It's just bad. It's it was bad. tedious. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think it would have been better if each group had one person they were singing about. That was such a great, that was such a great suggestion. Um, and I totally agree. That would have been a lot better. I, I like, and then like, I think that like ranking the, um, uh, talent shows from season to season, this one is by far the worst overall. Uh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not in love. Yeah, there are queens I love this season. Like, I love Shay. Absolutely. I love Juju. Yep. The problem is Juju is just not a big enough competitor to match Shay and make it like a real race. Uh, like, in terms of, like, the drama. Like, Katya and Alaska really felt yeah. like they were going neck and neck and bringing out And detox. Work. And detox. And, yeah, yeah, they all, yeah, just, and, and this is what I'll, and I'll say this, especially this episode. It wasn't fun. Like the drama with nah. Cracker and Alexis was like soul sucking. It wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even like Laganja being terrible and annoying. But it was kind of fun to watch people drag her for it. This was just like I'm already more than this tense all the fucking time. It's my objection to the Picard series. I I need happy Star Trek and I need joyous Drag Race to get through the fucking world. Yeah, I just. It's kind of tedious in places. And yeah. I, I think the biggest problem underlying the show itself, the challenges aren't good. Challenges aren't good. It's very season seven where it's it's, it's really talented queens, but the, the, the challenges don't match their yeah. strengths. And All-Stars in general just was only good once. It's only been good once. Like, I think yeah. that All-Stars 3 had the, you know, potential. had the capacity to, had the potential, but, you know, with Ben Creme and then the jury system, like, it, it, it ended up kind of sucking. And then 4 was terrible because of Manila. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, even to, even for this episode, like, like, the nightclub thing made sense last season because drag queens work in nightclubs, and there are other people in nightclubs, so there was a way to turn that into, like, a small improv skit, most of which worked famously. The sad... Did it? Ho- I, lo- I-, I liked it. it w- I mean, it's not better, it's not the best challenge I've ever done, but it was at least better than this. Design a the hotel room... The only thing... The only thing that anyone quotes from that is challenge Club last 90, season yeah. is Club 96, Club 96, which was like an epic fucking fail. I don't remember anything else from that challenge. Well, I remember the I remember Manila's room just being more fun to look at. But even in comparison purposes, even if wherever you place the club challenge in the list, this is like two notches below it. Because it's just a blander idea. There were multiple elements to the club challenge and they were really hosting like a club night in a themed room this was like a hotel suite but three drag queens giving you a guided tour and so there was no real 
equivalent. Sorry, you guys are, are ragging on All-Stars. I feel like I need to step out and let you guys finish your All-Stars hating rants. Um, but 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 Hersla is correct. There was more to it, and it made more sense organically with the club challenge versus a hotel suite challenge. This was lacking. But And, like, even at the start of the challenge, I thought it had some real potential. When, when Shay came up with the Golden Girls idea, I literally shouted at my television, stop being so perfect. Like, I'm like, Shay Coulee giving me a Golden Girls challenge? She like, took your advice. She yeah. did, sadly. <laughs> um, but it was like, yeah, just once they actually started happening, like, you got Nicole Byer in a room and then did nothing, nothing. with her. Juju was close. Juju understood, I just have to sell, even if it's one joke, as long as I keep selling it, it will be funny. And it's like, whatever the fucking challenge is, you got Nicole Byer in the room, just riff with Nicole Byer. She is a gifted improv personality. Absolutely. You can just, she will yes and you to the end of time. And yeah. nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> um, I, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the the workroom tension I'm not really interested in. Like, the Alexis Cracker thing, whatever. The, like, Agina Center. Everybody sent Agina home. Like, we can just get into the main challenge since we're in it. Does that sound good? All I'm going to say about the Alexis Cracker stuff here is, internet, be less racist and terrible. Yeah. Like, I've, I've I seen those comments. Ale- They're pretty messed yeah, up. Yeah, that Alexis was sharing some of the comments she's been getting. I'm like, look, I agree Alexis was... Mayhem, too. Like, I am underwhelmed by Mayhem, which I have said yeah, on this yeah. podcast, but I am, like, I saw some of the comments she got, and I'm like, I'm underwhelmed by her. It's not like I don't think she has, like, talent. I just, I don't see, like, all-star in her, but, like, the shit she's been receiving, I felt so bad this week seeing some of the comments she got. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I can say I think Alexis was in the wrong in picking a fight for screen time and then stop there. Not Absolutely. only do I not need to say this directly to Alexis on her social media feeds, because I'm sure she doesn't care what I think, I would also not add any horrible... I just... I don't... It's so stupid, and people should stop. And I will say I was glad that Cracker said the same thing on her feed, where it's like, yeah, that was did. a year ago, we're friends now, knock it off. I'm like, well, thank you for, for saying that, but just... Be less racist. Take it as general life advice. Just seriously. Speaking of which, Shea Coulee, who is amazing, just reached the one million followers. Which is yeah, that blows my freaking mind. I had no idea. Insane. If you listen to this podcast, please go follow Shea Coulee right now. She is a incredibly talented queen of color. All other queens of her caliber have nearly two million, if not more, followers. Please go follow Shea Coulee. I understand if you don't see yourself in her but see excellence in her and aspire to such excellence like Shea Coulee is it like, please follow Shea like, yeah, whatever you Co-sang. love about like if you love Sasha Velour as we do and think she did rightfully win her season understand she won that season squeaking past another insanely talented queen who by the way their best work on that season was when they worked together yeah, yeah. So I, that's just... I, that. That's the other thing, and I, I, we will eventually get to talking about this episode. <laughs> but like, that's the other thing that really bums me out about this particular cast of All Stars is Shea Coulee is a motherfucking icon, and I want to see her beat icons. And like, I don't, I don't really see that in in, in her competitors as much. I do think that she's yeah. kind of in a tier 
all her own. I definitely feel like, like, how do I say this? I don't, Katya does not have self-esteem, but she is like a brilliant, chaotic, um, what is it? Right-brained person where when she was just like, well, last time I was so anxious, I did nothing. So I'm just going to do me. What came out of that for me, frankly, all stars to the most iconic moments for me were what Katya did. But Alaska was amazing the whole time. Those were Queens where it was like, very strong queens at the same level. And Detox, like, Detox up there, too, in terms of runway. Yeah. Alyssa is chaotic good and was on their tails the whole time. Um, it was a great season. I, I mean, since then, All-Stars just hasn't had that kind of deep bench. Because any any of the girls coming off who are that strong, not all of them are willing to put themselves in this precarious situation, which makes sense. Um I do agree. Like, I'm enjoying this more than the two of you are. I think my expectations for All-Star Seasons are lower, so I think I'm just, like, taking it for what it is maybe a touch more, which is not, like, I think it could be be much better. Yeah. But I don't think I'm as upset as the two of you, because I think my, I don't even think of it as All-Stars. I think of it as, like, revisited. Yeah, no, I am dense. I am just learning this. I am just learning, like, my my friends Harrison and Jason were saying, like, All-Stars isn't good, and I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> like, I never... <laughs> I think of it as revisited, and if it's queens I like, even if I like their personality but they're not iconic, like, I enjoy it as revisited. Yeah. I agree with you, though. Shay is, like, a le- like a living legend. Yeah. Like, it is... It, it, like, I feel like all these other girls are performing after Beyonce at an award show, and they're just like... Well, nah, yeah, like, like even the be- one of the best moments of the three episodes so far was Shay and Alyssa's lip sync because that actually felt like the thing we came here for. Yeah. Two icons. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So this is a fun meandering episode. So let's just, <laughs> I'm just going to say the setup of the challenge is um, Shantae, you stay. The girls are doing a hotel suite for like an experience. I agree with a lot of what Hersla said regarding um, like last year, the, the club challenge, you had to have a theme. You had to like, have a like make it an entertaining experience to be in the club it was a lot more linear and in line with what the girls do actually like working clubs the interior design challenge i'm not i'm like these are not interior designers and if you're going to ask them to do this you should have like people helping them paint etc like i this is i do not watch drag race for an interior design challenge definitely not i don't think it's fun to watch them painting walls like that's not why i'm here i also i thought it was going to be like luxury hotel lounges and they were going to try to do something kind of similar to last year. The fact that it was just rooms, I was like, this is not it. Like this is not the challenge. Yeah. On a side note, watching them badly paint walls always makes my teeth hurt. It's just life. Okay. Every drag queen who might hear this, you do one horizontal row at the ceiling, one at the floor, and then you do diagonals to connect the two. You'll get a nice clean cut. I don't know why. Watching them badly paint a wall just stresses me out. It's like, it, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. It's like, that's not how, why would you do that? I don't, I'm never just... inviting you over. <laughs> I, <laughs> all of my walls. Like I, my, the, the amount of, I am such a lazy painter. Like I painted the <laughs> ceiling in spots. I was like, whatever, fuck it. Like, <laughs> do you want help? I, I will, when we're allowed to be in each other's homes again, I will help you repaint. <laughs> oh my God. I actually have a friend who's moving in next month. Who's going to like pay me in rent with like, 
fixing all the mistakes I made. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a high rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bitch. Um, so back to the show, which we can't seem to talk about. That is a sign. This is ugh, what it I is, know. I know. I know. Um, okay, so back to the show. So we have the teams break up, right? And so we have the Golden Gals Palace, which I like because it's the Golden Girls and Golden Palace, their CBS spinoff that lasted one season. And I did like the idea. Immediately, I was like, okay, Cracker's going to be Sophia. You, there's three. There's four distinct characters in this that have comedic beats. You can reduce it to three. You can combine Sophia and Dorothy-isms if you want, because they're both like sort of comedic voices of reason. Um, and I was like, oh, this will be great. And then they did it with no fucking jokes. And I do feel like that's the thing a lot of these competitors forget. No matter how weird the challenge that Rue is throwing at you is, he wants you to give him, like, one-dimensional, middle America, crowd-pleasing, simple humor. Like, he's a smart man with a very simple sense of humor. Yeah. And you win if you're just making jokes the whole time and you're funny, no matter what it is. Um, which Juju is actually good at, which is why I feel like she's always, like, yeah. second place, like, every every challenge of every season she's on. I It was so weird to watch the Golden Gals Palace because they didn't punctuate it at all, and they made Cracker, who is, like, born to parody Sophia Petrillo. They made a rose. Do, do Rosebud. It was so bad. She was the only one cracking jokes, and Shay and Mariah... Mariah, like, who can do seductive, seductive, was, like, not doing it enough. Yeah. And Shay had, like, a couple jokes about pasta sauce. It was so weird to watch them not get that the whole challenge is really just to be funny while doing it. Did you... Would you agree with that? I, I mean, like, I never laugh at this challenge that apparently we are going to be subjected to uh <laughs> every goddamn season uh Hopefully not. i know yeah um but uh i will say i had a couple chuckle moments i don't remember what the jokes were specifically but i do remember yeah. chuckling here and there watching theirs um the best jokes were in the design uh because there was like you know the the jars of hard candy. All, yeah. like, there were a bunch of little tiny things that were like, oh yeah, this is an old person's house. And those yes. those worked. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I also like that the and, color scheme was, uh, which I thought was intentional, was Shay's color scheme on all her merch, which I thought was like, that's a smart queen. Yeah. I mean, I think she suggested it for that reason. She brought, like, I think she knew what she was doing. That's cute. what I'm saying, yeah. 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 Well, I know, it's cute. It was a great idea. I could not believe they did not have more jokes. Cracker infused everything she said with jokes. They weren't the funniest. She would have been funnier being Sophia because that kind of daft thing requires more setup than they would have had time for. Yeah. yeah. Like the the girl who's not getting it. I, there, I was watching it and I was like, there's so many things you could have done with this. I had, I don't remember now because I didn't like write them down, but when I watched it two days ago, I had a thousand ideas and I was like, they did none of these things. And I was... I just, I feel like there's so much you can do with Golden Girls. And if you're not going to make it funny, you will be in the bottom. Because it is iconic. Yeah, that's iconic true. Iconic characters who are always funny. And it's easy to make it funny. Like, it, it was so, it was so hard to watch. I think they were just married um, to the name Rosebud. You know, and the, uh, not really like, because it's like a funny, you know, very drag race name. 
and yes. and so they're and, like, oh, I'll be Rose because of Rosebud, and and yeah. that's why they uh, went that route, which was not the right call. Yeah. Um, moving on to the other groups, unless you guys have anything else you want to say on this, I was going to move yeah. on to. So the Alexis Juju India team, I forget what they called it, but it was like a jungle themed room. Which here's the weirdest thing about this: the other two groups, I was like, well, one of them is going to do golden showers. This group did golden showers. Gold was in the name for the other two rooms. Yeah, um, I thought that was odd. Um, and I hadn't I, thought about that, but you're right. as soon as they all announced it, I was like, "Oh well, I'm curious who's going to get the golden showers Joker if they both will." And then it was the other team. What the fuck? Um, so it was odd because the room was underwhelming but cute. I guess conceptually, like the wall color was like not it, but everything else was fun. I thought they did a good use of their good work using the pit crew, but I also felt like. Juju was just funny cracking jokes the whole time, like doing innuendos. And the other two were just like, we're guiding you. Yeah. And it was so weird to... I mean, I feel like Juju just says stuff off the cuff, so I doubt it was even scripted. But the other two, it seemed like weren't even trying to be funny. Yeah, and I think this is part of the problem. To go back to the, the club one, the club had levels. There was very specifically like a bar, a dance floor. There was like places to go. It's like, it's a fucking hotel room. There's a bed. That's literally what you need to make it a hotel room. So, like, there's nothing to guide you to. I'm looking at it. Guide to or over. So, there, yeah, there was just nothing. There were no, there was nowhere to go with any of the, with, even if you had jokes, there was, like, nowhere to really build them into the thing you had built. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think just, like, leaves you in a place where you have to be inserting funny monologues even if they're like tertiarily connected because ultimately what you need to remember at all times is make rue laugh and you're good did all three of them do like a a signature cocktail because i know that there was like a bar yeah i think so but they didn't highlight them well i'm not even sure that juju's team named theirs or specified what was in it other than i think they did they had a pp pp uh bar or whatever and it was like very un- I forget what it was, but Bruno was there. I think I don't remember it, but I feel like they did the most of highlighting the signature cocktail. Yeah. Um, and I was just looking at Bruno and thinking about how I would like to smell him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Blair and Mayhem, they legit did the best. No one did well, but they were the best of the three, precisely because they had a joke and they ran it into the ground. They they, they had they both. It was kind of like when. Valentina. And they were making small jokes the whole time. Yeah. It was aesthetically cohesive, conceptually cohesive. It itself was a joke, but it looked attractive. And they were making jokes the whole time. Yeah, it's like like there was a lot about Club ninety six last year that was actually funny and stuck with us. That like with a few tweaks, that might have actually been the best experience. And I think they leaned into that sort of trope. And so I feel like they were the most cohesive conceptually and like none of their jokes were like zingers but it all fit thematically and it was like consistently yep. funny yep. it was very weird to... i watched this with my husband who usually watches the show and like is clairvoyant like knows within three seconds who won and who's going home and like his comments and his experience of this episode could not have been more different from me i was watching it and i was just floored that that blair and mayhem clearly did the best I thought they clearly did the worst. I I thought that yeah. See, is that what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought they I, and that and same with um everyone that I watched it with. Uh, we were all like, 
Golden girls are safe. I'm just wrong. Golden <laughs> girls are safe. Jungle win and the the gold girls. Well, whatever. That was confusing. But you know what I mean. The uh, Blair and uh, Mayhem were the worst because like they, like what jokes did they make? They just said rich a thousand goddamn times. No, like, they made jokes about the mirror does this and like Blair said something to the mirror and um like mayhem whispered a bunch of like drag cliche praises and and blair played off oh, of it yeah that was so they did to say me. rich Ugh. a thousand times i mean it wasn't good but it was all like to me it was all like b minus level but consistent and the room conceptually and aesthetically was cohesive nothing was irreverent but it was all like actually funny the whole way through as opposed to the other two teams who like juju just is funny oh i didn't and laugh crack once. it through in some jokes I didn't laugh. Okay. Yeah, I like if I'm going off of like how often I laughed, then then the gold room is is the loser for me again. Uh, I think that, okay. and I also like envisioned. I was like, okay, so Juju's gonna win, and that means that Blair and Mayhem are in the bottom, and Blair definitely did better than Mayhem, and so Mayhem's going home this week, uh, and I I was very okay with that. Uh, because Mayhem has not really, I don't know, shown me. Stunning you. Well, she, she, I, I, like, we've said this a thousand times, but, like, being good at drag race doesn't mean you're a good drag queen and vice versa. Like, like, or or, or being bad at drag race doesn't mean that you're a bad drag queen. And those are two just very different things. And I, I'm sure that mayhem is a stunning drag queen. I don't find her to be compelling television. And so I was very, I was kind of excited that she was going to go home in my head. (laughs) And then that did not happen. Uh, Ursula, did you, what was your impression? Like before the judging critiques after seeing them? Um, I honestly would have put the jungle room in the bottom like it weirdly like if we're gonna separate out which they ultimately did winning queen winning room i would have had juju still win but the room overall was the weakest for me like i i chuckled at a couple of the rich bitch jokes coming out of the gold room and i like shay enough and they had a strong enough idea that even if it falls on execution i'm like this was the most thought out so i would have put the golden girls as safe and I, maybe it's just because i find india so pathologically boring um just uh her like she that golden shower bit was like nails on a chalkboard to watch uh so it was very yeah. much her as the weather girl and it's like it, if if you know we're right. seeing that you, she hasn't grown yeah you don't have a personality so there's nothing to shine through here <laughs> i think when you so for me when you take three talented queens and you give them golden girls which is iconic and is so funny and they do that for me it was like here is my expectation and like i just saw all the missed opportunities and there were so many of them that to me it was immediately like a card for crash like it just it felt like such a fail like in a way that i didn't even think they could um that for me it was i expected them to get i expected them to be in the bottom and that really surprised me um, I thought only runways could save at that point. All right, l- let's take a quick break before getting to the runways. Isolated at home? Desperate for human contact, but afraid of risking the other side of your front door? Wondering if you still remember the scent of a man? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here to help. 
Once a week, we'll send a handsome silver fox to your home who will maintain six feet of physical distance and a world of emotional distance. Just like your real father. Do you find you miss the feeling of never being good enough? Do you ache for disapproving silence? Have you finally given in to the fact that you'll only ever love men who will never love you back? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here for you. And Reading Drag Race has a special offer code just for you. Go to the website and enter the code FREUDIAN for all your disapproving father figure needs. And for those of you looking for the opposite experience, we'll be setting up our other service where we send you an oversharing mother with no boundaries, whose well-intentioned support still sometimes feels oppressive like a weighted blanket, next week. All right, and we are back to take it to the runway for category is three looks in one or three in one looks, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I like the side eye from Ursula. Um, okay, so uh, we start off with Blair. I actually, these were fun enough to me that I just want to talk through all of them. Yeah. This will be a really long episode. Hope you're all enjoying quarantine. <laughs> um, so, so um, we start off with Blair St. Clair, and she does um, progressive periods. So it starts out 1950s housewife, 1960s twiggy inspired a 1970s disco like jumpsuit um i think the first two looks were ill-fitting strangely the judges seem to focus on the last one as being ill-fitting when i think that fit the way it should have yeah but it was a fun concept none of them were like amazing to me but it was a fun concept um what'd you guys think i think being told in advance we're getting two reveals neuters the at the, the reveal the reveal yeah I, and i agree like for a bunch of them it was like God, your first two outfits are so bulky because you're hiding two outfits under them. Of course it's bulky. Um, and very few of them actually surmounted that problem because they either fell into, I'm wearing one huge dress over a slightly less huge dress over a bodysuit, or I'm just getting undressed as I go and calling that my reveal. Okay. I I so, thought Blair okay, I was take... somewhere in the top of this. Yeah, I liked Blair's overall. Yeah, like... it, I, I didn't love this runway overall, but I thought that, I, I mean, she had a long wig under a short wig and a hat, so that was a nice reveal. Um, I liked the story of the decades. Uh, I don't, I, I think that her church outfit could have been a little bit more, like, fashion and less, like, silk nighty material. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, get that. I, I, I did like the story that she told. Um, and yeah, the seventies, uh, suit at the end, I, th- I thought was the, the most, was the, was the right look to end on out of those three. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd to me that that was the one that that got the critique that I felt like was true of the first two and really not of that. Like that is how that would have fit. That's how people were. Yeah. I, I was so confused. Um, so then we have mayhem who, who does, like Mariah, do a transition that is really just taking a coat off and then her to go from her first to second look. And then her second to third look, she pulled off the bottom and it was a bathing suit and she pulled off her wig and she had like a little cap on, which um, I love Nicole Byer's shout out. I like the like nod to like black female hairstyling yeah. and like the head wrap. Um, I liked, I, I guess for me it was like, I... I liked the final look. I liked the first look. It didn't feel... It felt like two in one, not three in one yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the, the final look. The proportions are really good. I like the I like the wrap as opposed to just a wig. I thought that, yeah, it looks really good. It makes the piece cohesive. It does... It, yeah. I, but I agree. It's more of a two in one than a, 
than a three and one. I agree with yeah. everything you say. I, um, but I, yeah. And someone who has like been mostly underwhelmed by mayhem, I really, really liked her final look. I, I thought her her hair and makeup in the final look. I liked that. Yeah, the the head wrap and the yeah. wig, um, and that retro bathing suit. It all looked really good on her. Yeah, it did. It did. All right, and then I'm very curious what you guys thought about Alexis's carnival storyline. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, please de- discuss. <laughs> I, I I mean I think that this was like the the per- most perfect example of this challenge going wrong, where it's like I've got this huge outfit under a sort of huge outfit, you know, or like or over a sort of huge outfit over a bodysuit, um, like it. it it, it was just so bulky and stupid. Um, and I didn't like any of the looks individually. I didn't think any of them looked good individually either. That's my, that's my problem. I like the idea. And if you're going to like, I, it's almost like in a way, if, if each of the three individual looks worked, then this is actually a pretty clever solution. Absolutely. To the problem, because that it's like, well, God, I'm going to have to wear a tent over the first, as the first one. Oh shit. How would I wear a tent? Yeah. Like that's fun. And I think that was my favorite of the three. Favorite being a relative word here. The middle, ba- and they clocked this, that middle ballerina look was terrible. Because so if you're going to do circus ballerina, it's a tutu, not a not a, not a a full skirt. It's like, yeah, that was exactly my thought. Because A, I think, like, especially old-timey circuses, yeah. which is, like, part of the aesthetic she's doing, there were ballet dancers, and they had tutus. A lot of people, that's not top of mind. I'm like... That iconography only exists for history buffs at this point, yeah. and if you're going to do it, do it right. right. And that middle gown, it had tulle, it was not a ballerina look, and if you're wearing a six-inch heel, in a four-inch heel, if you're very athletic, you could pretend to walk on your toes. In a six-inch platform heel, you literally cannot bend your foot that way unless you are trying to fall forward and bust your <laughs> teeth out. Those are not the shoes to wear yeah. if you're doing that. Um, so it was just bizarre to me um and that was a that final yeah that final look too it's like i get the color story but the illusion netting is the wrong color the proportions are weird like okay i don't know like i was just underwhelmed by it i don't remember it being that being an issue but that makes sense yeah yeah now that you're clocking the illusion netting so am i um what did you guys think of india's look that was just getting undressed that was like i'm wearing like when I when I'm in my boy drag and I take off a suit jacket and then take off a necktie, I'm not revealing three looks. I'm just getting naked. Like it's just, I like the houndstooth. I like the first. I like the first piece overall. But then just stripping away parts of it didn't really feel revealed to me. And I don't like the final effect. It's like weird, bulky Victorian widow stripper, and it doesn't do it for me. I would agree. That was such an interesting summation. Uh, but okay. I would agree that, like, I mean, I actually really liked the first look on its own. I thought it looked fashionable. I actually really liked her makeup this time, and her makeup yeah. often is so severe. It, it, like, it just does something, like, like viscerally to me that it's... I do not enjoy. But I really, I really liked her. It's so yeah, old very school old school drag. drag. HD, and it's not. It doesn't read all that well. I know, she, she, but she, no, she, she, uh, puts on her cheekbones with like a paint trowel it's just yeah yeah I agree. but i think it was maybe a little <laughs> bit softer this time and i and i, I liked that more yeah. um uh, i thought that like the way that it transitioned into the bodysuit was at least interesting with the side zip of the pants but um it it was ultimately kind of underwhelming 
It. I. I feel like it because it was monochromatic. If you rewatch it, it is like okay, this is her first look. It's clear to identify because it's what she starts with. This is her first look. It's clear to identify what's the last look because it's the last look. Because it's monochromatic, it's sort of you. It feels like you had to pay attention to know what, like, when was there? When was it in the middle? What was the yeah. second yeah. look? Which I think takes away from it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with you, Ursula. Like, I, there's a part of me that's like, kudos for some elements and conceptually, but like, ultimately, it didn't really work for yeah. me. I yeah, I don't know. And I, I was gonna say it sounds silly to say, but I almost think she could have done what Blair did, except for the 1850s, 60s, and 70s. Like, had she busted out of that like heavy full morning drag, she could have had like some other like still voluminous but lighter weight lighter color like there was like something fun to do with that much fabric covering you it just this just wasn't it i think that yeah this 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 runway overall wasn't great uh but the queens that i at least appreciate the effort are um even though i didn't think it worked really well was like alexis blair juju and shay because they at least told a story with each of their looks and just transitioning one look into the next and having no reason behind it makes it a little less compelling yeah what did you guys think of juju i liked the story i thought that all of her wigs were a little sloppy i thought that last look was a little half-assed yeah her, her transition from witch to santa was fine the transition from Santa to Easter Bunny was like, you're literally just in the bustier you were wearing for, like, she she is still Mrs. Santa just wearing bunny Yeah. Boots. Like, there wasn't enough, like, she sold it. Uh, and this was something, too. It took forever to get through a lot of these reveals. Like, when it's a reveal for the sake of the drama, it usually happens very quickly. These these girls took, a, took their moment to, like, walk backstage and get redone up well, like it was- I, I would like to clarify something on that that i noticed that i found very funny mm-hmm. the older season queens like did not understand the runway as a performance that involved reveals and so if you watch the older season queens they like walk the runway walk to the back awkwardly take something off and look like like a little bit like a deer in headlights and then walk the runway again whereas like newer season queens conceptually understand that that you're like performing one runway and you're like putting building landmarks within and it was like it it is patronizing but i found it so funny and endearing to watch the older season queens just sort of walk to the back awkwardly do the transition and come back it was so like somebody's mom trying to figure out like (laughs) dial up like it was oh, so you know i, I funny to me i didn't think about it and, in those terms but now i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> oh it was so and it was like you've watched the season since like i get that you have a, a memory of being here and walking runways and like you would just walk them before reveals became such a thing but like you have to know this is not how you do this but they all yeah. did it that way <laughs> juju's to me felt so lost like teenage girl who has three parties and three kind of <laughs> shitty Halloween costumes that at first I was like, she's not going to take the win. And then I was like, she's selling Yeah, she really did. Because she's charming. It's almost yeah. like because it was so ham-fisted, it felt intentional, yeah. which I, I don't, don't think, think it was. It yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, but I I loved it and found it adorable. 
Um, that middle wig, the, the Mrs. Claus wig, was, like, not... Yeah. Like, for me, that was, like, never on the Drag Race re- stage, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, another one who did the walk the runway, walk to the back, do the transition, walk the runway, walk to the back. Mariah, what did you guys think? Yeah, not a reveal. Like, it, even her second reveal, when she, like, takes down the top to reveal the full-length gown... It's like, these weren't reveals. This was a woman in a coat whose dress rode up on her in the limo. You got out of the limo, took off your coat, and shook out your dress. See, I disagree. <laughs> I feel like Mayhem's coat was, like, black and blended with what she had on. That 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 first to second yeah. look reveal where it was just taking off a coat. I felt like Mariah's coat for her first look was such a dramatic, weirdly shaped piece that it did... For me, if I'm going to clock someone for that, it and only one it's me i would agree with that one like the jacket had enough yeah the jacket had enough going on if i had to clock one i would say mayhem but i can clock more than one (laughs) you can did anyone else get reminded of um katya's reveal in that season the dress like you know going from a short dress to a long dress was the exact same uh implementation and they hated it that season so like The thing I hated about it is queens always do like a lighter fabric and a darker bejewel for a torso. And Mariah, this is the second time in three episodes she has like bejewel or or sequencing like of the torso that is way lighter than the fabric, which makes you look boxy. Yeah, and she looks really bulky. Like the whole reason people do it the other way is because of the positive optical illusion that you literally just inverted on yourself for the second time this season. What are you like? No, it does look like body. What armor. are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was shocking to me that she made that choice twice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it was good but underwhelming, and there were parts of it where I'm like, not enough. But, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so crackers, Buffy. What do you think? Uh, I remember liking it. I don't really remember it now. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I okay. remember liking it. I remember like. Okay, there's a story. There are three distinct uh, looks here. Um, but yeah. ugh, other than that, I don't remember it. <laughs> I li- I liked it. It felt very cracker. Like the egg will go right with the oh, god, the egg on that deli- uh, on that deli counter. Um, yeah, and it was a fabric yeah, egg. Okay, yeah. so, it's a very it was a very Russian themed yeah, three and look. The, the transition from egg to ball gown worked extremely. It well. really did. I thought the transition to the second look wasn't quite as effective, and maybe it's just because I ended up not liking the final look a lot. It's too much off-white on a pale person, so it looked a little mushy visually. Okay, so I liked it, and like I think I'm just a big city person who likes like when somebody is like... like she, Cracker is of Russian-Jewish extraction. I like when she does Russian and Jewish things. I think it's fun. Um, it's like a fun wheelhouse to pull from. I like that it was a Fabergé egg because it was like opulent and pretty, but also goofy and funny, like an egg on legs, which I feel like is like, that's what I want from Crack. Right, right. She, I liked she, the transition to the second look and I thought the second look was very good. Yeah. I wish she walked in it. And then I do think there was enough of a change in the color palette when she takes it off. So it's like sexy lingerie. So I, I'm fine. I see it as three looks. I like it conceptually. I completely agree with you that, like, this color on her skin as the final look 
not it, mom. Like, like that it, was the one thing where I was like, not that's not that's not doing you any services. Right. And it wasn't even like she needed to change the color of the outfit. She just needed a few details to offset it, like a garter or some something in the ribbing, just a little extra splash of color to keep it from just being like uh stained white. <laughs> yeah. Um and then lastly, Shays. I want both of your opinions on this. Like, I want, I want to know what you girls thought. I, again, like, I, I am grading on a curve because she told the story. There were three separate looks. I absolutely loved the makeup. The one thing that I clocked that I had a feeling that they were going to clock also was the wings weren't as dramatic as that reveal could have been. Uh, and, and so, like, when she, like, you know, reveals those wings, it did just seem a little bit underwhelming but i thought they were way too harsh on her i i i was like you y'all need to calm the fuck down it's not like it's like week six and she's like dominated this whole competition and we need to like you know knock her down a peg for you know a glorious triumphant return to the top like it's week three and she was safe first and won the second week i found it very strange so i liked this i liked the story it was I thought it was well executed for what it was going for, for doing like the, Absolutely. the larva, the pupa, the butterfly. Oh, like, it's a great idea. And I, I do love her face makeup. I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember if she's ever had that dramatic a face. Like Not that, that I recall. Like, that's like a, that's a, that's a crystal method uh, yeah. face right there. Beautiful. Yeah. My only critique is that I think, especially when the wings were up, the face has so much detail and so much color that there's no... Di- it's it's fighting with rather than working with the costume, if that makes sense. Like, if she wants to have a costume that riotous and vivid, then the face has to step back to be like the place your eye will come to rest because it's the calm. Or she needed to tone down the outfit to make the face the main attraction. It just felt like... And it's, it's a rare balancing misstep for her because normally her detail work is so flawless. And it's not even like I dislike it. I think this is fun and it's a fun and unique take on the challenge. But when you look at the whole piece, it kind of becomes undifferentiated rather than it being Shay in this costume. There's just this like onslaught of neons. And I think if one of the two things had to be taken down just a little bit to give a little contrast when I look at the thing as a whole. I disagree. I I think that I think that the wings needed to meet the challenge of how gorgeous her face was. I, I think the the wings needed to be as good as her face and bodysuit was. Uh like if she had pulled that lever and they were just like huge and dramatic, uh she would have been on the top for me this week. Okay, I'll say that, yeah, if the wings had been enough to then make me look at them instead of the face and the yeah. body, then then it would have worked in, in the progression. Yeah. Um, but just, like, just looking at this in the still, like, yeah, her face is gorgeous. And I like, the, they, they called it, like, crafty, and I didn't, I didn't see that. It's, it was it's so complicated, and it's... It was so fucked up that yeah, they said that. I don't think that Ross Matthews understands what a loaded term crafty yeah. is to use with drag queens and it was the first thing he it's really the first misstep of ross's where i was like do i write him a constructive dm (laughs) um because it was like careful really truly ross careful you should like 
not use that word. Um, I thought it was a very smart idea for a three-in-one look. I thought it was Shay doing something kind of cosplay adjacent for drag, which we've seen her do so many things that Siri doing stuff like something like this too was like, oh, that's you showing us like you're that bitch. I thought it required a whole lot more as a runway and as like three distinct looks than anybody else. I thought it was very well done. If the wings would have been larger, that would have been great. Um, I do see your point, Hersla, about like the overwhelming presence of the neons. It You kind of lose a little bit of differentiation, but it is, it is still for me something where I'm like, this is indisputably one of the top looks of this runway. Oh, absolutely. No question asked. And the response to me was like, like, is there anything I might change? Yes. Is it still, like, way better than the average on this runway? Also, yeah. absolutely. I was so floored. And also, the way that the wings, like, one went up and then the other, I almost felt like that was part of the crafty comment. And I legitimately think if Russ Matthews watched the, like, National Geographic, he would realize that that is actually what it looks like. Uh, but he doesn't. I was so... Like, I was, I love Ross Matthews. I was so I was too. Yeah. I was too. That was, like, not appropriate. Oh, no. And, and here's the thing. Look at that outfit. That is, the, and then say to yourself, that's the weakest thing Shea Coulee has ever sent down her runway. <laughs> so just let that, let that steep like a bag of tea for a minute in your brain. <laughs> that this is this yeah. bitch having an off week. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, all right. So then we get the judges' critiques. Um, I love Nicole Byer, and she was not featured enough in this episode. Agreed. 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 <laughs> um, there was so much they could have used with her. I also think she comes and she gives them a lot of advice as a fellow entertainer yeah. who feels kinship with drag queens, and I think they cut it all out. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a fan, don't cut it out. Yeah. I want to listen to that. Yeah, like, you know, I'm going to say um, we, we've talked for ages on and off about like what happens when Rue goes, like when it's no longer like like if there were a new generation, if there were a new judging panel on a main on a mainline drag race show i would not be mad if nicole byer were on it every Ooh, i love that dream future panel bob nicole trixie and katya oh oh damn that'd be good oh god uh my nipples just shredded my <laughs> shirt excuse me <laughs> um all right so the bottom three are shay Mariah, and india juju b for the first time wins a main challenge because she is Quipping and making jokes the whole tour through, which is good for her. Do you um, want a carrot? Killed me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she's so funny. Um, I love her so much. I'm glad she finally won something. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what did, did you guys think? These were the right bottom three. I'm gonna guess. No. Them. No. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I I don't know. Like yeah. I, if you're gonna jump, who would I have put? I would have swapped Alexis for Shay. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree, agree there. Um, I probably would have had Mayhem in the bottom. Just, it's one of those, she did okay this week, but not enough okay to, like, make me think there's something more waiting in future episodes. But, yeah. But definitely agree, uh, swapping out Shay should not have been in the bottom. Can I, can I, I tell you, I, I didn't get a chance to watch this until Saturday morning, and when I saw Shay was in the bottom, I literally paused the episode stuck my head out my window and was like, huh, I don't see my city engulfed in flames. <laughs> so I'm going to assume Shay is still in the show. 
Um, I was like, um, I was really nervous. I, I, I mean, I knew that they were laying it on thick that like, oh, she's going to go home because they were showing, you know, uh, how Alexis and who else voted for her? Mariah. And, not not Mariah. Mariah. Uh, Mayhem. Mayhem. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she has the deal with India. Yeah. Like, so I knew that they were laying it on thick and that it was like very unlikely that Shay was going home. But for a second, I caught myself like, I was I was, like believing it. And in a sense, I was a little bit relieved because I knew that I would never watch an All-Stars episode again if Shay were to <laughs> go home and I could... Right, it would give you permission to just <laughs> wow, walk away. the place you're in with this series is fascinating <laughs> with me. I didn't... Okay, I think my bar is so low, but you seem to be, like, really contemplating a breakup like, with what All-Stars, are we doing? So. It's so bad. They lose viewers. The statistics on this show have shown them that they should stop they they even if like whatever viewership they get at the top they trail off especially at the moments where people get pissed like the data says stop with the tom jewelry but they They don't don't do do it it, which is crazy (sighs) to me like i'm here for the drag not for the drama and also drama will happen with drag queens inherently like stop trying to manufacture it um that said i will say the one thing they've done along those lines that really does like give me stomach stomach flips is bringing in the lip sync assassin yeah agreed it's a good it's a good band-aid on yeah it is it's fun and it's getting to see the queens we kind of wanted to see in the first place (laughs) yeah yeah Um, that's the team um. (laughs) (laughs) so okay moving in moving into the the lip sync assassin what did juju throw this did Juju just not want to have okay, to make so this so let's decision? announce. So so they have the Lip Sync Assassin and it is Monet Exchange doing a lip sync against Juju B, this week's winner, to Lizzo's Juice. Um, and I'm going to say no. I think Juju is not that great of a dancer and didn't know all the words. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. So she was, she was, she knew most of them, but a lot of, there were a few moments where it was like, ooh, it's off. And now she's turning and walking away. Like she's dancing away. <laughs> Also, what and the lip sync assassin uh, was Monet Exchange wearing what exactly? That outfit. Hey, it was orange. It was orange. Her her breasts look like oranges. I I will say this. One thing I like that they're doing with the lip sync assassins is they're bringing in the right girl for the right song. Yeah, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. It's just that outfit was giving me nineteen fifties figure skater and was not not a favorite. <laughs> I mean, Monet's looks are oh, are generally yeah. She cool. her yeah her strengths are entertainment and and yeah, lip syncing. Yeah. Like she her, she's her show is quippy. fucking good. Yeah, uh, it ex- is good. Yeah, I stand by everything I've said when we've recorded, like when we did All Stars four or whatever. Like or no, we never actually did. But I have said not great <laughs> things about Monet as a competitor on this show before. I stand by them. I don't think she's great on Drag Race. I do think she's a great drag queen and a phenomenal host. Her build series is very funny. She does what Wendy Williams does. Ugh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, watch no, it. I gotta Seriously, check that out. Watch it. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I think that Juju absolutely lost. I didn't. I didn't really see her winning that in any world. Um, uh, I, I the only Juju B lip sync battle that I remember is Black Velvet, and she was blackout drunk uh and that's why it's so iconic um 
Like, famously, isn't that, like, the season that they stopped, like, they, they started giving them, like, a cap on how many, like, absolute cocktails they were able to have? Yeah. I think it was the third season, yeah, actually, which, yeah. but I think the Juju moment just certainly played into that calculus. Oh, speaking of that, uh, did y'all watch Untucked? No, I don't watch I Untucked. I did. The Untucked is good again. Um, the, the Untucked this week was largely just, uh... Blair, Mayhem, and Juju in the back talking about their individual sobriety journeys. Oh yeah, and it that was, was good. really good. I was Blair, like Blair, Mayhem, and who? Juju. Okay. Uh, and they was it was really honest, and they were talking about like coming back into the room and like, uh, and Juju was like, you know, one's too many and a thousand aren't enough, and the place that's like, you know, where she was in, earlier in the show, and, and Blair talked about it too because I, I believe the. The accepted rumor is that the reason Blair left when she left in her original season was that she was not technically allowed to have left the state of Indiana because of a DUI. Um, so I know she's dealt with her own issues there. And, and it was really interesting. Mayhem opened up about, you know, feeling like like she's off drugs, but she still drinks alcohol, but still wonders if she has a problem. It was, it, you know, we tend to get one of two narratives about alcohol. Either I don't have a problem or the problem is a long distance behind Absolutely. me. Or like I'm now on the other side of it. To have someone honestly say, I drink a lot and I don't know how I, like, like to be in that like middle space was surprisingly honest and I think very real because I think a lot more people are in that Absolutely. space than in either of the other Absolutely. two. So this Untucked was was real. And I'm like, see, you put these three women in a room and the normal human interactions they have will produce compelling television. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, no, Agreed. I agree. I agree. I would much rather this all-stars be sort of judged the way regular drag yeah. races um and have it just be because the, the queens are stronger the second time around so it's interesting and i think they do know each other so the group dynamics are different and it's interesting i don't need shenanigans yeah. i don't need a real housewives reunion vibe um but i did like that that monet did a lip sync to a song where it like spiritually feels like she could be singing it yeah it was a yeah. lot of fun yeah all right, so the, the the girls, by a vote of, I believe, three, two, one, voted out Mariah. Do you all agree? Who would you have sent home? Wait, how many queens would have had votes? Because um, two uh, went to Shay. Okay. Yeah, Shay got two. I think India got one, and Mariah got the yeah. rest. Am I counting right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right because I think there are eight left, and then Juju won. You're right. Yeah. Um, I I personally would have sent India home because just on the balance, I'm I gotta tell you, I I still occasionally think about Mariah's talent show performance. That yeah. image is seared into my brain, and that just makes me want. I will give her one more chance over India for trying to impress me. India, like. I am getting a polished version of the India that was on season three. I just don't think there's anything more there. She didn't say enough in their challenge. Like the golden shower thing. Like, okay, but like, you're not cracking any jokes. Like you're, you barely said a fucking word. And like, you could have made a point to be like, well, Juju's talking through all this. I'm going to deliver one joke when we go to this thing. And one joke when we go to this thing, I'm going to insert literally two funny jokes in this just so I am, like, a presence and it's funny. And she, like, for me, that was where, like, Mariah tried to be sexy, but not sexy enough. And so for me, India was the one where it was like, yeah, 
your performance is the least like it it barely happened so this was a yeah this was a tough elimination for me uh when thinking about who i would have sent home because i do like to go off of some sort of mathematical like track record equation and like i guess based on the judges you know india won the first week and then was she safe the second and then bottom the third wasn't she bottom she might have been bottom oh you're right was she bottom twice And then, I don't remember what what was she? She was either low or bottom last week. Yeah, I think it was bottom. And then, yeah, because she she disappeared into her group challenge there too. And then Mariah was safe, although you know probably should have been higher. Yeah. Um. And then safe and bottom. So like it's I don't know. Like it, I don't, I'll say it this way: like neither of them are going to win this yeah. season. And if I'm going to have them around for one more week, I want to look at Mariah. I, no, yeah, more. that's where I was. That's what I was getting to. Is like even so, even so, I I think I would have wanted India India gone. Um, yeah. In spite of her, I think really clearly, like just objectively winning the first week. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. I I don't do equations. Sometimes it's like everybody got this to varying degrees, and then this one queen like fully didn't understand it. Rue and the other girls gave her clues, and she's like so far fucking off the mark she doesn't understand either what the challenge of the runway is and she had a great track record a better track record than other people in the bottom but you like like the worst other than you were like b minuses and you're coming in at a solid f you're going home like i just i don't think you can really do math with it like it's just sometimes it's that bad and like i don't care if you won two challenges before you like completely fucked up and there were like several parts where people tried to like steer you in the right direction and you intentionally ignored it like bye i i still i still think like just we have to take into account just how truly stupid the challenge in general was (laughs) so so maybe the people i love that you're like all stars yeah i wanted i wanted that going this is not like i feel like you're not watching this like where's the whiteout that just says all stars like you know like that that's what goes home this week (laughs) you know it's it's funny i i will say i'm not i'm not as far down the road as buffy but i will say maybe we are in that relationship where it's like oh we had that good time four years ago and i've been hanging like we keep coming back to all-stars hoping for another all-stars yeah. too <laughs> it does not happen see i gave up on that <laughs> i gave up on that after all-stars three this is like there's a couple all-stars every all-star yeah. season and then it's just like uh a... some stars <laughs> I mean, for me, the thing is, like, I like I like Drag Race. I like revisiting Absolutely. I want to see more of them. My yeah. expectations are not All-Stars yeah. 2. And so I, I, I would like less tomfuckery, more drag, better challenges. I know that this isn't an All-Star season. They would have to do different things to incentivize the actual All-Stars to return. Exactly. That, yeah. Who wants to... I, was, I had hopes because Shay came back that it would be that season. But the thing is... I don't want to, like, like like I said, season nine was so fucking good because it was, it was like watching some epic battle of the gods in on Mount Olympus. Like, like these yeah. true powerhouses are giving it their all and no one's a bad person. No yeah. one lost because they fucked up. And that was so much fun to watch. And there's just no one here who can hit the ball back to Shay as hard as she's throwing it. Because that's not Jujubee's style. And Cracker needs to get out of her own head if she's going to even hope to come close. And there's no one even on the short list of people I would then say could. You know, just, yeah. Eh. Eh. 
I feel bad because you guys are, are ratting on it so much. I am enjoying watching it. I don't... It is not perfect by any means, but I am still enjoying watching it. Um, and I'm just never expecting an All-Stars to experience again. Yeah, I also just... I really did have a hard time with, like, how, like, Ham, Alexis Mateo, and Miller were going at Cracker. Like... I, I did feel like Cracker did have a genuine apology, like, in front of everyone, like, to, to Angina. I did, I, 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 I'm like, I don't care. I don't care that they're, like... That's my biggest thing. I don't Making drama. Like, this fight you're picking in the, like, again, not here for, like, there's so many Real Housewives yeah, franchises. I don't need like, it. Go watch those reunions. I don't need this here. I'm looking for fucking But poor drag. Cracker. Like, I don't poor, need... Poor Cracker is definitely, like taking these critiques very seriously and it's really sad it's really hard to watch yeah i'm glad that shay is standing yeah up i like her. that i too. hope cracker finds herself out of her head yeah. because i i feel like so i love shay and i do think she is like kind of above the rest but i also i have a very high opinion of juju and cracker and i want to see them pull it out and like elevate it and like i am compelled and want to watch this still um i'm hoping for the best yeah but we'll see um, do you guys have any other thoughts on the episode, or should we wrap up this up? I don't up? think so. Nothing. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we have squeezed this one dry. <laughs> <laughs> we really have. All right. Um, Buffy, thank you so much for coming. It's, it's always, always so much fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, all right. That is the episode. Uh, we had a blast. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Please uh, send us a message in on Instagram uh, at Reading Drag Race Podcast, or leave Better yet, leave a five-star review on iTunes with a comment, and we will read it aloud on the podcast. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Hersel Lucevich. Bye. Bye.